Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. This week we're doing a holiday movie. So here we go. Hi, welcome back. I'm Danny. I'm Anne. And what are we here to talk about, Anne? This is the weirdest version of the Santa Claus I've ever <laughs> seen. We watched Christmas Evil. 1980. 1980. I didn't even do my 1980 movie check yet. So let's see what movies were out. 1980s. We are up against Somewhere in Time. Oh, that one. Hmm. Elephant Man, The Shining. <gasps> what? Xanadu. Oh, shit. Xanadu, baby. Caddyshack, Airplane. Oh. Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. <laughs> City of the Living Dead, Prom Night. Hmm, not a, not a great year for uh, horror movies, eh? I mean, prom Night's great. pretty great. I mean, kind of great. God, I have like heard of like two of these movies that are listed <laughs> in here. Okay, anyway, so this. Since it's a Christmas movie, I'm going to play a little game with you. Can you name one of the hot items that was Christmas or a Christmas gift in 1980? In 1980? Yeah. Oh, man. 1980, 1980. Um, I, mean, I mean, obviously something from Star Wars, right? It's got to be like a hot Star Wars toy. Um... I feel like Cabbage Patch Kids came out because my parents got me a Cabbage Patch Kid when they were like in the heyday. And I think I got that when I was like two. So it wouldn't be a Cabbage Patch Kid. Care Bears? No. So it says. That's too early. Kooshball, Cabbage Patch Kids, and Care or Yeah, Care Bears. Kooshballs? Wait, does that mean the year 19? Are you looking at decade? Oh, I might be. Hold on. Most popular toy in 1980. Oh, that's 1990. Damn it. I feel like balls didn't come out until yeah, like... they were later too. Late should, 80s or early 90s. This is why I should do research. You know what? Him. One time my dog ate my ball and it was pretty gross. <laughs> it was pretty gross. <laughs> well, it just says the hottest item for 1980 was the Rubik's Cube. Oh, I just showed you a video of one of my little mom friends boys doing a Rubik's Cube in, like, record time. I was so amazed. My God. Trapper Keepers were also huge. Car- garbage Pail Kids. Oh, Garbage Pail Kids. You know what? I never liked Garbage Pail what? Kids. I never did. I was always very grossed out by them. Maybe it's because I was very prim and proper. But... And Walkmans. <laughs> Walkmans? Walkmans. <laughs> <laughs> For the kids out there, that's what you play cassette oh tapes with. Walkmans. I had a Walkman. <laughs> I it did was too. Wonderful. I loved it. So we opened this movie, 1947, I believe. Very lovely suburban home. Mom is sitting on the stairs with the boys, and oh, who comes down the chimney? <gasps> ho ho ho! <gasps> it's Santa. Uh! He washes his hands in a giant bowl of water that they've placed for him. Did that make you think of Bell Schnickel? Because it made me think of Bell. <laughs> like something Bell Schnickel would do. 
like wash his hands before he gets going on this. I mean, in 2020, Santa does want to be washing his hands when he comes in each and every house. So, like, yeah. they were they were ahead of the time in 1947. Yeah, and then, you know, leaves some little treats and presents. He does the nose wink. The little, oh, yeah, that little number. And then... Um, Everything's good, right? That's up the chimney, he rose. Beautiful Christmas. And something else rose after oh. the kids went to bed. And Harry snuck down and saw some... I didn't realize how important it was, but it's important to remember that at this point, Harry is trying to convince his brother, what is it, Philip? or Phil, yeah. Phil, that Santa is real. It's not dad. I'll go prove it to you. Mm-hmm. That's important for later. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Mom and Santa are getting a little frisky. Harry is just like... Traumatized forever. Traumatized. He sneaks up to their awesome attic space, which is full of amazing wood paneling. Oh my god, it was awesome. Before we get into that, oh. how creepy is that role play? Yeah, I didn't like it. Like at all. who fantasizes about Santa, a thousand year old <laughs> Santa, <laughs> thousand year old man, it's just so rubbing gross. her thighs? I know. Rub. Yeah, seriously. She's like wearing these like little Christmas green like thigh-high stockings, like, with attached with a little garter belt, and Santa's just, like, rubbing her leg so slowly and for so long, and Harry, poor Harry, is just like, oh, yikes. I can't turn away. <laughs> he's like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. So he goes and then breaks the snow globe, cuts his hand on purpose, like, you know, and I was like, oh, no, now poor Harry is going to have all of these horrible, like, associations with sex and Christmas and Santa, and it's going to be bad. I wrote, it's a blood oath he just gave to God. Christmas. Well, and then the next scene, present day, yeah, we meet Harry, and it's almost worse than having, like, weird, fucked up sexual thoughts about, he is, like, he is Santa, guys. Yeah, he went full on he, Santa. his apartment, year-round. It's like Bronner's. It is just <laughs> Christmas all year round. He wakes up to Christmas carols. He Yeah, his alarm clock is like a, oh. not a cuckoo clock. What's it called when they pop out or do the carousel thing? I mean, I would, I would I call it. I guess it's just a carousel. I mean, I guess you could maybe call it a glockenspiel. Oh, is that but the I real don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I like know. how you're like, I guess maybe, and then you pull out like well, a Well, I know that there's a, I, I know that's what they call the big clock in, um... Frankenmuth, it's the glockenspiel, the one that comes out and there's like a scene, like a carousel that comes out around it. Yeah. So let's get back to this right? grown man that Maybe fucking not. loves Christmas. Tell me more about his apartment. Oh, guys, it is just filled. It's filled with Christmas stuff, filled with all kinds of stuff. The director, somebody, somebody associated with this, this movie, it took him years, it said, to collect like... All of the stuff, all the props he used in this movie. Um, And also this movie was based on like a bad drug trip he had. Um, This director or whatever writer had, um, he got like super high and had like a vision of Santa holding a knife. And that is how this movie came about. That makes me like this even more. But they also said, and like at the end, you can see why they said they don't. What did they say? They don't view it as like a slasher film. It's yeah. more of like a Frankenstein type, yeah. type story, which it kind of is. Like <laughs> it kind of is, but so Harry has another creepy hobby. Our hobby, he likes to sit up on his roof with some binoculars and 
Just monitor the neighborhood kids. Yeah. He really um, likes to uh, be a pedophile in He a sense. watches them through his binoculars and keeps tabs on if they're naughty or nice in his giant books. Yeah, he has two. Where he like writes down all these little weird things about the kids like... Terrible just, hygiene. Just a darling. <laughs> <laughs> Foul language. Bad personal hygiene. This is when we get introduced to Ross. Ross Garcia. Oh, Ross Garcia. Ross Garcia. So while Santa, I mean, uh, Harry is watching him, he's uh, he's pulling out a penthouse. He's cutting out a penthouse. Like, he's cutting out the centerfold. Oh, my God. Ross Garcia is so funny. This kid, like, <laughs> doesn't give a shit. There's this one point later on where, like, Harry walks by and he's just like, hey, neighborhood kids. And they're all like... Hey, Harry, what'd you wish for today? I wish for this. I wish for this. I want to be a fireman. And Ross Garcia goes, <laughs> I wish for a lifetime subscription to Penthouse Magazine. <laughs> it was just like, oh, Ross, and you I love troublemaker. Harry's face is like super jolly up until Ross says that. Oh, and it's just like, it's just like, no, Ross Garcia. Ross. He, there's actually a point where he runs through going, Ross Garcia, Ross Garcia. (laughs) This kid is torturing him. It's his Dennis the Menace. So we find out that um, Harry works at the Jolly Dream Factory. It's a um, toy factory. Which is a toy factory, but they make like cheap toys, right? Harry's not happy with the quality of toys that they're making. And he doesn't feel that his workers really have a passion for like giving kids good quality toys that are going to last and mean something to them. They don't care. You know who really doesn't care? Frank. Fuck Frank. Frank does not give a fuck. Frank is like, I hate Christmas. And you know what else I hate, Harry? You. And I'm going to like... Just shit all over you, even though you're my boss, apparently. Yeah, he just got a promotion. And, like, uh, I'm not coming into work. You're going to do it for me. He also does one of the most disrespectful things ever. Takes his sandwich and just takes a bite with it. He's like, can I have a bite of this? And oh grabs it and takes who a bite. Do, who does that? Like, that's, that's like who fighting is like, words. Who is like, let me have a bite of your sandwich? No. No, a sandwich is not communal food. <laughs> you want one of my French fries? I mean, I don't want to give it to you, but fine. Like, you can have one. Maybe even a nugget, some nachos. Sure, that's sharing food. A sandwich? You don't just, you don't just take a <laughs> bite out of somebody's sandwich. Frank is a monster, and yeah. he deserves everything that came to him. <laughs> He's awful. So, yeah, Frank convinces Harry. Well, not even convinces, just, like, tells him. You're working for me tonight. Yeah, Frank's like, I'm going out of town tonight, so you need to work my shift. Thanks for doing such a solid for me. Well, so Harry works it, and then he like gets off of his shift and goes walking past the bar, puts his face all up creepily against the window. This guy loves (laughs) peeping in the window. Sees Frank and apparently can hear him through the glass. Where Frank is like, that fucking schmuck, Harry, I got him to work my shift. What a <laughs> dick. <laughs> and they're all just laughing about him. And apparently that is what. I don't know. I feel like there's a few points that are snapping points, but I don't know what it's it actually. It's kind of like that Michael Douglas movie, Breaking Down. Is that what it's called? The <laughs> one where know. he just like loses his shit. <laughs> it's so good. I think this might be his breaking point because then he goes home and he like squeezes the doll while humming Christmas songs oh until it breaks. Oh my God, breaks. yeah. I also was like, what doll is that? Was that the mom doll? 
Ooh. I feel like maybe that has some... I'm sure he's got mommy issues after watching Santa and his mom. Yeah, I know. No shit. <laughs> no shit. So then he's like... He goes to his old house, right? And he's spying on the couple and their family and, and the house that he used to live in. Yeah. And, like, the husband and wife are getting it on, and he is just, like, watching. He's, like, at the window watching. He's totally into it. Then you find out that's his brother. Yeah, his brother and his wife. That's his brother and his wife. And, I don't know, this probably is a regular thing for him to just, like, go and spy (laughs) on them. It's gross. Um, A fact I really liked learning was that Joe Beth Williams... And Glenn Close auditioned for the role of the sister-in-law and didn't get it. <laughs> like, Glenn Close. I, can you imagine Glenn Close in this movie? I mean, that would be great to have on a resume. I mean, it she would. needs something on that. Uh, his brother, Phil, is played by, what's his name? Jeffrey DeMunn. Which I didn't see. You caught right I away. Did. He, he was in, I forget his name, in The Walking Dead, but he's like the older guy with the RV. He was also in one of my most favorite made-for-TV movies, The Haunting, which is based on the book of the Ed and Lorraine Warren case of the Smurl family. And I remember (laughs) watching that TV movie when I was little, and it's always stuck in my head. But he he was the dad in that. So there's that little tidbit for everybody. Um, So let me cut to Thanksgiving morning, because everyone's watching the Macy Day Parade. Harry's watching it at his house, and Phil's family's watching it, and they get a phone call. Harry calls Phil. It's your bare, like typical Harry doesn't want to come over. Phil's mad at him because Phil's trying to keep tabs on him. But my favorite thing is at the end, Phil's just like, I don't want to talk to you now. Like, I wish I could end all phone conversations <laughs> like that. I don't want to talk anymore. Bye. Love you, but I don't want to talk now. Bye. That kind of is how you yeah, like. That's true. Like when we go, well, before, before when we would go out for the evening, like you would always be like, well, okay, bye. I'm tired. <laughs> you this, just, you just end the night. This visit's which, over. Yeah. Which I like. Oh, so then he goes, he kind of cracks at this point. Like this is when he really kind of loses his mind. He goes to Ross Garcia's house. Right. And. Oh yeah. He. I don't, it's like he's trying to leave like a calling, like a weird calling card kind of thing. Like, is this like a real Santa thing? Santa's watching you, buddy. But he like paints his face with mud and like his hands with mud. And then he like just sticks his face and hands up on the siding of the house. Yeah. But you can't really, it just, it's like two hands and then like this weird little circle in the, like, it's not even a scary face. (laughs) It's just like his lip prints. (laughs) He kissed it. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Oh, and then we find out who Ross Garcia's mom is played by, <gasps> which is Patricia Richardson, a.k.a. Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. Oh, shit. This was her film debut. Yeah. She was not a very supportive, loving mom. No. Yikes. Let's talk about that bitch slap. She bitch slapped her son, Ross <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> Who was just like, there's something in the bush, I'm scared. Yeah, and she's like, get the fuck in the car, Ross. This is what I get on my lonely day off. Yeah, I know. She's like, I should have counted on you to ruin my one night out. Yeah. Damn. No wonder Ross is like 
so poorly behaved. He just wants, like, a steady parental figure. Yeesh. So, um, oh, then we're in Harry's apartment, and he has taken to, like, making his own toys. I don't know. It's in his apartment, but it looks like a Santa's workshop from hell. Like the weird dolls everywhere. I wrote down a scenario where his landlord just comes to like collect the rent <laughs> or like do a random like check on something and then he sees all the stuff and he's like, so Harry, like you don't have kids. I'm just curious about the toys that are literally filling your apartment. Like, are you, looks like you're making it's not them. grounds to evict him, though. Well, if he's running a business... Oh, that's true. ...from his apartment, that's probably not allowed. Oh, and he's going through his transforming slowly into Santa phase, because he does it in different parts. <laughs> he puts, like, super padding around his right leg. And yeah. And the pants. I wrote, uh, what was it? <laughs> you were like, good for kids sitting. <laughs> that's some good kids sitting there. Good sitting. <laughs> All right, so back to his nightmare workshop. We don't know what he's making. He's making the toys he makes at work, only they're metal. Well, you see, like, doll heads. Well, because he's making, I think he's, like, making toys for all the neighborhood kids because you hear him kind of going through this weird list where he's, it sounds like he's losing his mind where he's like, Nelly, the yellow doll, with, or, like, the doll with the yellow dress, and he wants the red ball, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, so I think he's specifically making Toys. Well, I think he's making weapons because that's the same toy soldier he stabbed with. Yeah, but he also had like just plastic doll heads yeah. and stuff. Like I think he was maybe just making toys in a nice way, but then also making weapons of the toys. You can mix and match. Naughty and nice, I guess. So then he has a holiday Christmas party. Oh my god, they are jamming on that Fisher Price forty five record player. <laughs> you were, like you were so mad about that. Well, I mean, I guess you do what you can. Like, you need some music. I just, like, get a full record player. Like, why are you using a little plastic one? Not that I have anything against the Fisher-Price record player. It was a wonderful, yeah. wonderful thing that introduces kid to music, kids to music. But, like, <laughs> you, do you, is that what you want for the holiday party? Is that some guy has to flip a record after every, every song? song? The like, or- origination of the DJ. <laughs> I am going to say, though, this movie had an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. There was this one song that was playing during that Christmas party. It was like a disco um, Santa Claus has come into town. It was awesome. I was like, what the fuck? I want to, like, <laughs> find this song. And Jam then, it. Well, get to. Well, we're still going to stick on the party for a second. But when he leaves the party, he puts in a cassette of Santa Claus is coming to town. And it's like playing it slow with the tape, like getting eight and... Eaton. Eaton, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like skipping, and it just sounds so eerie and awesome. There's that weird part in Polar Express, too, where they play like a slowed down version. I think it might be Santa Claus is Coming to Town, but it's like the Frank Sinatra version. It's like really creepy and weird, and I do not like it. I don't <laughs> like Christmas carols slowed down to be strange sounds. It's, it's weird, and I don't like it. It's weird. <laughs> You know what's, sorry, I'm a little little tipsy right now, but I just want to say, like, we've had some funny connections with our movies today. So first we watched The Last Waltz. Yeah. Here's my, like, Christmas movie Connection. um, connections. We watched The Last Waltz that had Mavis Staples. Then we watched Christmas Vacation, which Mavis Staples 
did the song for. Did a song for. Oh, and also in the last waltz, the last song they play, like in the credits, is a Christmas carol. And then... What about Christmas Vacation? I feel like you have more connections. I don't. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like I did, but I lost my train of thought. But anyways, there's been some connections with that Christmas You were almost like that Key and Peele episode when they're in the parking garage and you were making and all these I connections. <laughs> when a rocket lasts, like, <laughs> <laughs> What else do we want to say about the Christmas party? I mean, he meets his new CEO boss guy. Oh, yeah. And the guy is like, my employees are, they're starting this, like, great incentive to give. We're donating all these toys, right, to the needy kids down at the state hospital. But, you know, it's all bullshit because they're going to donate, like, one toy. And they're asking all the employees to donate money, which is bullshit. Guess what? It's the same shit that Whole Foods does. Like, oh, put a can of food in our little food drive thing. Hey, you're fucking Whole Foods. Why don't you put a can of food in there? Like, (laughs) fuck you. Or the Walmart put a dollar in for children. Yeah, like... Eat my ass. Why should I? I mean, I always usually say yes, I will donate to that because it's always usually like kids who are dying of lung disease or something. And it's like, yeah, of Of course. course. But also, yeah, it's like, are you going to match that with me, CVS? Probably not. Dicks. We just made enemies with CVS, Walmart, and. That's fine. They can take their fucking mile long receipts and (laughs) shove them up their dicks. So he finds out that the new CEO, I mean, this is what triggers him, which was funny, is he doesn't know how many children are in the hospital. And that's when he's like, what? Oh, yeah, because he doesn't care. And he goes into Superman mode and has to go transform into Santa because nothing's getting done. And you know what I call that, Santa? Chaotic good Santa. You know what he does? He just goes and steals a bunch of toys from the factory that he works at, which, hey, they're supposed to be donating toys anyways, right? Yeah. And then he just delivers them to the kids in need. He delivers them to the hospital, his local neighborhood kids, except for one kid in his neighborhood. What did he get? Jose Garcia. No, Wait, Ross, Ross Garcia. Gar- <laughs> Ross Garcia. He got a bag of dirt, like a literal bag of dirt, which I was worried he was going to get killed. Like yeah, I was worried too. Harry was going to just start going on a murder spree. No, he just left Ross Garcia a fucking shopping bag full of dirt and was like... Oh, it was not a shopping bag. It was one of the sacks. Oh, it was a sack. It was a giant sack of dirt. And he, like, wrote, like, two Ross. Fuck you. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Eat dirt, shithead. From Santa. And then when he goes to deliver the toys to the hospital, that cranky 900-year-old security guard... Like, man, what are you going to do if there is an actual threat? You are 8,000 years old. Like, you can barely even walk. What are you doing working? That old man was quick to grab his gun, though. God, he was just cranky. (laughs) Just a cranky guy. You think this is going to go downhill, and then he opens up his creepy uh, rape van, which, by the way, he has painted a white creepy van to have just a sleigh on the side. It is like a windowless van. <laughs> it is, it's horrible. Like, if it was, an, it, it was a vehicle selling ice cream, that would be like the kind I'd be like, do not. You're never getting ice cream from that yeah. guy yeah. because that is not okay and that is creepy AF. It was, yeah, I didn't like that at all. Didn't like that van. 
Um, ba, ba, ba. But he opens that back door and he's got presents for everybody and everyone's so grateful and singing and happy. And then I just kind of throw back here. We get a shot back at the Christmas party at some point oh, here. Yeah. Uh, they have like a polka band playing, which... No, this that's the next party he goes oh, to. Oh, that's the next party he goes we'll to. We'll get to the polka band. So I want to get to it now because <laughs> do you know what I want at my next Christmas party and every Christmas party? A fucking polka band. Well, before he gets oh, to the polka band, we haven't had any deaths. He's just kind of creepy. He goes in front of a fucking church. Yeah. Just parks his big white van. Yeah, right. At the in, steps of the church. Right in front of the church. Stands outside and then... Like two couple, everyone's coming out, but two couples are like making fun of them. Yeah, but they sound very like high class New England, like, oh, Reginald, like, hmm, can you tell this asshole, mama, mama? Like, he's like <laughs> that guy. So, of course, he he's came there to kill his boss, though, because his boss was at the top of the steps. Yeah, yeah. But then these t- two asshole couples kind of surround him and are like making fun of him. So then he just. Stabs one of them in the face with his iron soldier sword thing. And then takes a toy axe he made, which is not a toy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> and just stabs, or stabs him. Crushes, no. Chops. Chops. Well, but he, cho- he didn't chop it's chop. You chop with an axe. He brought down blows <laughs> upon the guy's head. He brought down Christmas bang, justice. Bang, bang, Santa's silver hammer. So he kills these three in front of this giant crowd, jumps in his van, and drives away. And he's like, bye. And also, uh, a note about his costume. It was very nice because, like, you know, Santa costumes, they have the white fur. Not real Santa. Real Santa would have fur of actual animals, which is, like, gray. Yeah. And that is what the, the fur that he had on his coat, which I really appreciated. I was like, that's what Santa would have, like... So he parks his van, and he does some more window peeping, and he sees a party, mm-hmm. a polka party. Yeah. He goes in there, and it is madness. <laughs> it's fucking out of control. <laughs> they are raging. In no, a polka sense, you know, yes. It's just a party. I, I'm, polka's fun. Like, I like a polka band. I, I never really, like, put polka and Christmas together, but... Maybe I should. <laughs> and I think we're going to. I don't know. It was just fun. It seemed like a fun party. And they that was, it was like a um, charity yeah. place. So, you know, it's like he knew that they were doing good there. There were kids there. He and gave he, the gifts to the kids, gave a beautiful speech about Christmas. And if you do something bad, Santa will bring you something real awful. Yeah, and then just stares at him. <laughs> and then he starts laughing, and all the parents are like, Ugh, uh, honey, hon. <laughs> so then we get the next murder. Who does he murder next? Who pissed him off, Anne? Oh, he goes to Frank's. <gasps> he goes to Frank's house. First off, he tries to go in Frank's yes. chimney. And he gets stuck. I feel like this gold. And you know what, Harry? This is why... This is why you don't go down a chimney. This is why you don't see people going down chimneys because it doesn't work. You don't go down it. You get stuck in it. It's a very narrow space. He gets stuck, is able to pop back out. After It takes five minutes. It's a cute little like five it, minutes of him like, well, oh. what would we call it cute? I would call it long. <laughs> I would call it a little excessive. He gets out finally, uh, breaks in 
some window. Uh, leaves gifts for the kids. Yeah, that's walks true down Santa. the hallway, finds Frank and his wife sleeping in their twin beds that are pushed together with their Christmas tree in the room in their bedroom. I mean, there is one in the living room, but then this like this is a little one. It's like a which I it's cute, but Frank also had said earlier how he doesn't like Christmas. It's on so his what, side of the bed too. Yeah, why would you have a tree in your room if you don't like <laughs> Christmas? Anyways, he smothers Frank with a sack of toys. A big old sack. His wife sleeps through the entire thing. <laughs> it was amazing. I was just like, go girl. <laughs> it could have been a Tempur-Pedic commercial. Get, get your Z's. Like, you need that beauty sleep. She just sleeps through the whole thing. The only time she wakes up is when he gets his throat sliced with the star from the Christmas tree and then rolls over on her. And then she's like, oh, Frank, get off. Like, oh, well, she's like, oh, and then screams for 10 minutes. She doesn't scream at first. She just does the open mouth. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I think she like sees Harry as Santa Claus and then is like, what the what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And then screams. He runs out of the house into his van, which is, again, parked right outside of the house. Then he drives somewhere. It's like a street, but it looks like a driveway lined with eight bajillion glowing snowmen. Too many. Too yes. many. Yeah. Too many. Too many repeated ones. It doesn't look good if it's all the it's same weird. snowman it was, in a row. It was weird. It looked, it looked scary to me. I didn't like it. I wouldn't want to go to that house. But he gets his van stuck, so then he has to go walk, and he comes upon the neighborhood kids. Yeah. And they're so ecstatic to see him. They're, they're really happy because they're like, it's fucking Santa. Thanks for bringing me all my gifts, man. Like, loved it. And he's being Santa-ish. He, like, sits down. He's going to give him presents. But then, like, his Santa suit has, like, blood and dirt. And by this time, the media has alerted everyone that, like, oh, fuck, there's, like, a crazy Santa on the loose. And he has gray fur and not white fur and, like, there's a reporter that is based on Geraldo Rivera, yes. who is just chef's kiss. <laughs> like, <laughs> just so good. Um, I can't believe Phil lets his kids watch that news report that you're talking about. Like, it's Christmas morning or whatever, and they're, like, watching this news report about Santa murdering people around town. <laughs> Merry Christmas, kids. And then his dad has, like, their dad has, like, a total breakdown, like, yes. because they he knows that it's Harry, and they're... <laughs> They're just watching his turn it down. <laughs> I'm sorry I yelled at you. I'm going to yell again. I'm not feeling very good right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back to the alleyway with all the kids and the parents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the kids basically like form obviously a little protective, wonderful bubble around Santa because they're like, hey, the parents are like, oh, shit, this is the Santa yeah. that has killed people. Fuck. And so one of the dads busts out his knife. It was like West Side Story. It was. I was just about to say <laughs> He like stared him down and they were like walking towards each other while Santa was walking backwards to like a rhythm. And then the, somehow the, ni the knife drops. The little girl. The little girl grabs it. The cute little girl. And the dad is like, give me the knife, Emily. And she's like, I won't, dad. I'm protecting Santa. <laughs> and then... I don't know what happens. He gets away. The town knocks on everyone's door yes. and they like run out with 
literal torches. Like it reminded me of the scene in Beauty and the Beast when they're like, "Let's get the beast." <laughs> Through the mist, through the woods, like we have darkness, then the shadow. We have a montage of like one or two different torches just getting lit and raised in the air, (laughs) fists banging on doors. Like, come on, we gotta go. And then we get like a Scooby Doo chase scene where he like hides behind something (laughs) and they run past, and hides behind something (laughs) and they run past. He like hides in the alley, (laughs) the one alley where they should probably be like, oh shit, there's one hiding place down this alley. Let's run past it. I do want to, I don't know at what point it happened. I think it happened before this or just around this point. The cops have a lineup of Santas in their shop. <laughs> it's like the holiday yeah. usual suspect. <laughs> and like there's this tall one. What's he say? Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. was like, Merry Christmas. More, like, feeling. No, more feeling. More feeling. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Come on. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And then like they're investigating these murders and the two police guys are like making jokes and singing Christmas carols about the whole situation. Well, I feel like that's kind of just the general vibe of the NYPD, especially back in like This 19... was Chicago? They oh, mentioned yeah. it was Chicago. Was I thought it was New York for a while too, but. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Both police departments. Are probably not, <laughs> I'm sure the Chicago fire. Not the best fires. in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the torches. Oh, we get to the brother, the big showdown between brothers. What do you think? Um, so Harry goes <coughs> Harry goes to Phil's house. Phil at this point is like, dude, I know that you have lost your shit and you the you're the one who's been murdering all these people. Phil at this point, remember an airplane when he's like, I picked a bad day to quit smoking? <laughs> Phil looks like a fucking wreck. Phil looks like he hasn't <laughs> slept in four months and <laughs> has been on a bender for three weeks. Drenching he, sweat. <laughs> poor guy, just take a nap, buddy. Like, damn, son. But so it's like a brother showdown, right? Yeah. Phil chokes out Harry. Yeah. Drags him to the van. Sons are watching yeah. from the bedroom window. So that's already a good Which memory you for know them. right there, the cycle's continuing right there. One of those kids is going to grow up. Like, they could have made Evil Christmas t- or Christmas Evil 2 with one of those kids. Or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Hollywood executives, our phone number is. No, <laughs> so he... Phil sticks Harry in his like creepy van, right? Yeah. And then just, and then Stands Harry there. wakes up, punches him through the window. I called it the Jolly Soccer. <laughs> and then the villagers come. The villagers. They like ran so far to. How do they even know where to find him at this they point? They knew. They knew. They followed. <laughs> they followed the star of Bethlehem, <laughs> and. So Harry's just like, well, even though my van was stuck before, I'm going to gun it and hope for the best. And guess what? It it goes. Yeah. Up. It goes up. <laughs> he, he runs off a bridge. <laughs> we were both on the edge of our seats at this point going, fly, Harry, fly. And he flew. Do the credits right now. And they did. And that's the end of the movie. He, he flies, flies away. His, he flies his van like Santa in his sleigh. Up into the moon, and then credits, and it the was only just that, so beautiful. The only thing that would have made that better is if the kids were at the bridge, like, looking up in, like, excitement oh and awe. Oh, my God. It was so funny. It was so funny. 
Yeah, this movie was not awful. I actually no. like really thought this was kind of funny and stupid, but not in a bad way. Like, there's a lot of movies we've watched where I am just like, "Wow, thanks for wasting an hour and a half of my time." Not this one. This was actually pretty funny. I liked it. So we're recording this on Thanksgiving night because it's time to get festive, anyways. But I saved this for the podcast. Let's make a wish for December 2020. Oh. We have the wishbone here. And pull. Wait, for we're making a wish for December 2020. Let's just make it for a whole 2021. <laughs> you oh! <won>. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. This it won't hog come true. Mama is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to jump into some holiday movies right away. I'm drinking eggnog and spiced rum, and Anne is drinking cranberry cherry with vodka. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's been a crazy bananas year, but honestly, there's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Uh, Biden In won. light of everything. like. <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, like, it is a time to be thankful, and I don't know. There's... <sighs> things could always be a lot worse, and I feel like with everything crazy that's happened, it's... I don't know. It's <laughs> almost easier to like be thankful for the things that you take for granted every day. Like, I don't know, having a roof over your head and being able to like wipe your ass with toilet paper and like <laughs> Hopefully we can still little do that. things like that just really mean a lot. So yeah. <laughs> And we thank you for listening, anyone who does. Yeah. Thank um you. also if you're in the mood or if you're in the marketplace for some holiday cards, if you go to mid century monsters that's my art page on Facebook. I'm selling a pack of five Gremlins-themed Christmas cards I created. They're so cute, you guys. They're pretty adorable. They're so cute. Aww. So that's it. We'll I see you them. soon. Yeah. Have a happy holiday season. Yeah, we'll do another we'll, holiday Christmas movie yep, soon. we'll do one soon. And in the meantime, just stay sane, stay safe, wear your masks. Please, wear, God, wear your masks. Wear your masks. Bye. Um, yeah, bye. <laughs>